Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. From Orange County. I had no idea that was your husband. To New Jersey. I never expected this. Seven up, seven up. Get behind the scenes and relive the drama. Don't talk to him. He's a little twerk. All of this is unimportant to me. With exclusive interviews and celebrity guests. Let me tell you something right now. This is Getting Real with the Housewives. Christina Garibaldi here with Us Weekly executive producer Mandy DeCamp. Welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives. We are so excited because this week we are joined by some of our favorite podcasters, the real moms of Bravo, Abby and Vanessa. Welcome. We're so excited that you guys are here with us today. Thank you so much for having us. We're thrilled to be here. We yes. cannot wait to discuss Beverly Hills. <laughs> there's so the much lady. to get. I know. I, I mean, there's so much to get to. And I know that you both have been recapping Beverly Hills on your own podcast. And we're going to get to like everything a little bit later. But what do you both have coming up on your podcast? Yeah. So our podcast, we always have something up our sleeves, whether it be Bravo celebrities or our friends in the Bravo sphere. But we've also are tapping into things in motherhood as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had an, a big account called Feeding Little. So we try to tackle your entertainment plus if you need help controlling your toddlers. So you can listen to us at Real Moms of Bravo on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your true crime is what I usually do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, like we said, we have a lot to get to, a lot of news to get to. So Mandy, you want to kick us off? Yeah, let's do it. So Bravo is going global. I'm sure everyone's heard the news by now. Uh, we're getting the Real Housewives of Dubai, which is awesome, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming to the network in 2022. We don't know exactly when, um, but we know a little bit about it. So the newest Housewives series will shine a light on a group of women navigating their relationships, careers, and supremely lavish and ultra-wealthy lifestyles in the United Arab Emirates. Uh, the network added that the, the desert paradise of Dubai will serve as a backdrop for the lavish lifestyles in which the new cast live. They call it a billionaire's playground. Um, it's known for over-the-top opulence, jaw, jaw-dropping modern architecture, and wild nightlife scene. Um, so we have a little 15-second teaser here that Bravo released. Let's take a look at that. It's the land of opportunity. It's the new American dream. everyone's initial reaction to the Dubai housewives. Are you guys excited for this? I'm thrilled about it, um, mostly because of the rumors of the cast, um, one of which is one of my favorite people in the entire world um, that I'm sure we're going to get into. But I think, you know, I always hear from our international followers like, oh, are you watching what's happening in Melbourne? Do you know what's happening? And they're naming all these other franchises that we don't have access to. And so I'm excited that this will be one that everybody can watch together that will be based somewhere beyond the United States. 
Yeah. I'm super excited to see the scenery. I've never been to Dubai. It's been on my bucket list for a long time. So maybe this will kind of finally get me to book that ticket if it's if it looks amazing, which I'm sure it will. Right. And I, may, I they call it the billionaire's playground. So I would imagine that the money that these ladies have and the lifestyle that they are living is something that we've never seen before. So I'm ready for that as well. I think it's going to be amazing. I yes. just feel rich. You guys say Dubai <laughs> and I automatically feel rich and wealthy. So I'm just excited to see the extravagance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like Lisa Vanderpump who when right, you're exactly. you know, <laughs> Rosa what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally. so, so yeah, like you were saying, uh, there are rumors that ladies of London alum, Caroline Stanberry might be joining the cast. So I did not watch ladies of London and I feel like if she is joining, I need to go back and watch it. Um, you love her on the show. I loved her. I love Ladies of London. Um, so I'm probably a little bit biased in some of my excitement for it, but she actually teased this with us. We reached out to her because we have a really good friend get, that got married and asked, she's a huge Ladies of London fan. We asked if she would do a video for her wedding. And she said, you're going to be seeing me soon. Stay tuned. And then a couple months later, this came out. So I do think it's going to be with Caroline, whether she's yeah. a producer or in the cast, but knowing Caroline, she's going to be in the cast. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it sounds pretty accurate. Patty Stanger, um, of course, million dollar matchmaker. Um, she wrote on Instagram, go Caroline Sanbury. So happy for you, my friend. Hashtag break a leg. So I think it's it's pretty real. Besides Dubai, is there one city that you guys would like to see the housewives go to that it hasn't been yet? It's hard for me to think internationally just because I feel like we haven't gone anywhere fun in the last two years. So it's hard to know like what cities are even open to do uh, a show. But within the United States, I would love to do something with like some of these like startup tech people's wives in that community. I think there's a lot of wealth, but a lot more of like new money. So it'd be kind of a different spin on what we've been seeing in our traditional housewife franchises. Uh, I would would, like something like Pacific Northwest. I think it'd be really cool. I like that. That's a good idea. That's a great idea. Um, my follow-up to that, I feel like I would love something Southern since we've mm-hmm. lost Dallas. Mm-hmm. Um, we have obviously Charleston with Southern Charm. Um, we have Atlanta as well. So I would love something um, in the South. We've always talked about Nashville. Right. Mm-hmm. That always comes up in yeah. conversation. I would be open to it, honest, personally. I would love to see a Real Housewives of Nashville or something of that nature. Yeah, Vanessa, I totally agree with you. That's what that was on my list. I, th- I think Real Housewives, I think there was like some rumblings that Nashville yeah. would happen. And like so many like celebrities have been moving to Nashville too. I know Jana Kramer was in talks to maybe go to Beverly Hills at one point. And then there were some rumblings that they were doing a Nashville uh, type housewife show. So who knows? Maybe that could definitely be on the horizon. Mandy, how about you? Um, I got a route for Mississippi. So I recently moved from New York to Mississippi um, for my husband's job and it needs a housewives. Like I've only been here a few months and it's, it's like, I need to cast it tomorrow. I love it. Like a lot of people are married to doctors, women, and and there's a lot of couples that are the, the woman and the man are both doctors and they have a million kids. And I feel like it just maybe I'm married to medicine, Mississippi. Right, I was going to say like, in a new very least. yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. But um, yeah, I'm rooting for the South too. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, let's move on to Dorit because 
As we know, she has been in the news a lot this past week with a very scary situation. And since um, her house has been robbed, she has released a statement. But to recap it really quickly, she was in her Encino Hills home with her kids on October 27th when three men broke into her home. They stole reportedly over $100,000 worth of valuables. Well, she spoke out um, on Saturday and she said, as you all know by now, I have been through a terrifying ordeal, one that no parent or person should ever have to experience. I've received so many messages of love and support. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart. It's truly overwhelming. My kids are unaware of what happened. They slept through it. And I thank God for keeping my kids and myself from being physically harmed. Now our kids, Jagger, who is seven and Phoenix, who is five were asleep at the time. And her husband PK was out of town. She continued saying my family now needs to start the healing process. I have thrown myself straight back into work as I want our family to return to normalcy as soon as possible with the love and support of my husband, my incredible family, friends, fans, and followers, I am confident that this is the right thing to do whilst I independently work through the trauma. I'm so grateful to the LAPD for their care and attention. And thank you again for all the love and support. Much love, Dorit. I mean, this is super, super scary and something that you would never want anybody to go through. But of course, people have been talking now that this is a way for her to get back on the show and she needed a storyline. I mean, I don't think anybody would really go that far into wanting to stay on the show to have all their valuables taken and to be held at gunpoint. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I think it's a stretch. I mean, her kids were in the home. I I don't Mm -hmm. think some people saying this was all staged. I don't think even if it was staged, any parent would put their kids where there's a potential for harm. And you can say a lot of things about Dorit, but I do think at the end of the day, she is a caring, loving mother. And I just don't think she would do anything that would put her kids at any sort of risk. Right. I also think this is going to change her um, dynamic with the housewives. We're so used to seeing all her glam and her closet. And, you know, I think about what happened with Kim K when she was burglarized and robbed at gunpoint in Paris. So I feel like she may scale back a little bit. I don't know that we're going to have access to all the things that she shared with us previously, just being protective. Well, it's pretty nice. Go ahead, Mandy. I think you're about to say the same thing, but Christina and I had said right before this happened that day, Mm -hmm. like, I can't believe they still show all of their wealth on TV after the Kyle Richards incident too. And Mm -hmm. and Kim K is a good point. I mean, I think it's going to completely change the housewives again. Like how many more times does this have to happen before they stop showing their closets. Right. Yeah. And it's and like, their house. Right. And it's like, I feel like it's okay for them to show like, all right, you're wearing your designer clothes and you have your designer bags, but I don't need you to put a price tag on it. Like Bravo doesn't need to put the little Chiron of a $95,000 Birkin bag. They just don't need it because it's just a red flag. It's like, here, come, this, this is what's inside my house. You could have it. So it's yeah. just, I just, like you said, Mandy, I think they're going to have to change some things and not show off their wealth as much as they have. But now we're going to Dubai and that's where the billionaire's paradise is. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. It's part of the reason you watch the show. You know, you want to see that stuff. Yeah, it's like what got us into Housewives. We went from sky tops to Birkin bags. (laughs) So I just think it's a matter of scaling it. Uh, Maybe Tiffany Moon can refer the ladies to her closet Mm -hmm. lock key. I just think there's probably just going to be more security and we may not be able to see all the parts of the home. Like I think about Mm -hmm. Lisa Ryan we typically only see her kitchen and her backyard we don't and her garage thing yeah don't see other parts of her home at all so I can see a lot of the women kind of taking that strategy too yeah 
When we do um, celebrity home shoots, a lot of times the celebrity will ask that we don't shoot the exterior of their home mm. because they don't want people to place exactly where it is. And I feel like that might be a good idea for them too. Yeah. Yeah. The Kardashians did that for a number of years too. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some Erica Jane news. Uh, before we get to the reunion, we have one more story about her because they're never ending. Yeah. Um, so apparently she had sent a baby gift to Andy Cohen that never arrived, but he couldn't be happier. So hear this out. Um, during an event in the city this week, he was promoting his new book, Glitter Every Day, 365 Quotes from Women I Love. Do you guys have it yet? This new book? Not. <laughs> I, don't I want it for Christmas. <laughs> um, so anyway, he said at this event, Erica gave me a card that said she had given me um, 2000 or no, I think it was a thousand shares of Disney stock, which is really expensive. I called her and said, are you kidding me? And she said, that's what we give to all the kids in our life. Um, he said he had mentioned the gift earlier and a reporter called to ask him if he had thought the present might implicate him in Erica's ongoing legal drama. Um, but there was one catch, the gift never arrived. So he continued his story. He said, so I called Erica and was like, look, I got to be straight with you. This is now going to run in the paper and I'm going to look like I'm throwing you under the bus. And he obviously didn't mean to. Um, Erica, however, remembered that she hadn't sent the stock over and she agreed with him that it, it was a good thing she didn't. Um, so he finished the story. She said, Andy, I know we, she said, Andy, I didn't, I know we didn't. And this has been on my mind. She said, I remember everything. I don't forget anything. And I remember that we didn't give you the gift. And she said, thank God we didn't. And I said, thank God you didn't like, I'm so glad you didn't. I don't know. Do you think that a, a thousand bucks in Disney stocks could have really implicated Andy Cohen in this whole legal drama? No, but the timing of this is really suspect for me. So Andy yeah. had his baby early 2019. Mm -hmm. You would think, and then this, you know, baby Ben had a first birthday before, I mean, she filed for divorce November of 2020. So this mm -hmm. is over a year and a half later. She's claiming she didn't know anything. I just feel like if you offered that gift to somebody numerous times, you'd be like, oh, I didn't send it. His first birthday rolls around. I should probably send him that gift. The fact that she didn't and is saying thank god it makes me wonder if someone told her don't send him that like and gave her mm -hmm. advice on it which the timing of it would make me think that she knew about this well before she told anybody she did i feel like it makes her look more suspicious in my mind but i'm also on the side that i think she knows a lot more that she's letting on so this is just mm -hmm. fueling my fire <laughs> our own fancy drew and abby yeah. abby also <laughs> fancy drew um if you can't if you couldn't tell already <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no, I mean, you make a really good point. That is true. It's yeah. like, why did she wait so long? And, you know, why didn't she just send something else? I don't know. It's very, very, it is a little suspect. It is. It is. It's kind of hard to believe a lot of things that are coming out of Erica's mouth. I don't know. Yeah. All yeah. right. I think it's a little, yeah, no, I think ahead. it's already just that like Sutton asked about, you know, is this going to implicate us? Is this, is this okay? And like Erica lashed out at her all season but Andy Cohen does it and everything's fine because yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Andy Cohen's paying the bills. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. That is yeah. true. All right. He well, has no glam squad without Andy. That's her glam squad budget. <laughs> very, very true. <laughs> very, very true. All right. Well, let's get into it. Let's get into the long awaited reunion. Um, as we know, see, uh, part four aired this week and I don't know, do, after watching the whole thing start to finish, do we believe Erica? Do you believe that Erica did not know about this? I know, Abby, I'm guessing no. <laughs> I still think she knew a lot more. I though, thought it was interesting when she was crying about everything with Tom, it seemed like there was a lot of sadness and not so much sadness for what he put her through, but I feel like she feels 
guilty for leaving him almost. Like it seemed like she had a lot of guilt associated with leaving him, which she didn't show during the season. She kind of made it seem like I planned this. I'm strong. I did it in the middle of the night. I did it on my own. And we're seeing like a different side of her. I don't know if maybe the realness of the fact that her marriage and life with Tom is actually over is hitting her more now than it was when they were filming. But it was just a, I was surprised to see that much like sadness Mm -hmm. as she started talking about him. Yeah. I believe parts of her story, I think had she, and and we can slice this all day long. I think ultimately we want justice for the victims. Mm -hmm. And I feel like any time in the reunion where it felt like it was about me, where she kind of victimized herself, it took away some credibility for me. However, I do feel like had she approached us and said like, listen guys, I know this is a wild story, which she does at the end. I think she would kind of win some of the viewers over um, me being one of them. I just think the way she's told us all these different stories, you're like, and not showing a lot of remorse or um, compassion for the victims. It's really hard to take her seriously, at least for me. I'm on the same side as you guys. I We'll never know for sure. I don't think that's just one of those things, but I certainly err on the side of, I think she knew more than we'll ever know. Um, What did you think about Sutton hiring security? (laughs) I I love her. I mean, she's just, she's just so funny to me. Um, I mean, I do. I didn't believe Erica kind of backtracking and saying like, when she she did threaten Sutton, I think yeah, all the women there agreed. I wish some of the women women would have stood up a little bit. It kind of felt like part four was 90% Erica, 8% Sutton, 2% Garcelle, and everyone else just sat there quietly. Yeah. Even, you know, I was like, clearly Kyle's disagreeing with what- Kyle didn't say a word. I don't she just, yeah. say anything. Yeah. It was really weird to me that they all just sat there quietly. Um, but, you know- I get that why Sutton might've felt threatened. I don't think I would have gone to the extremes to hire security, but um, I guess when you're, you know, that rich and you've got all that Cartier that you need to take care of, that yeah. maybe it makes sense. <laughs> it is. It's, it is very interesting that some of the ladies, uh, you know, stood silent. I mean, that's kind of when Andy Cohen said to Lisa Renna, like you are so outspoken about Denise, about Kim, about uh, Munchausen. And now you're kind of staying silent on this. Like why? And she's like, well, you know, I'm just a really good friend. I'm like, well, that's, that's not the Lisa Renna that we know. Like Lisa Renna always has an opinion about things. And I don't know if they're scared to say too much because maybe they feel like they will be implicated in all this, even though I don't think that they would. Um, it is just weird that they're like not pressing Erica to um, answer these questions. And if they do, they get their head bit off. Right. Like Crystal. That's true. Like Crystal. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. why? That's why angry. Crystal didn't say another word for the rest of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. But well, you brought up Lisa Rinna and what really irritated me last night was that whole montage of Lisa Rinna um, stirring the pot because mm. that's why I love Lisa Renna and that's why I love the housewives. So she kind of put her in that like negative light. Like, yeah, of course she stirs the pot. This is the reason we watch this show. Right. And you got, you know, if, if this show is just going to become, everyone's too scared to say what they want to say, then it's not going to be good. Yeah. Right. Or they feel like it's a lost cause. Like you said, it's like every time anybody asks Erica anything, she just bites her head off and uses anger to kind of like almost deflect the situation a little bit too. So you're kind of focusing on something else rather than what her answer really should be. So, um, I don't know. It's, it's the whole thing is just, it's, it's really odd. It really is. <laughs> I was shocked how she snapped at Andy. She's like, he has yeah. a flip phone. Keep up. I was like, Oh my, <laughs> no. like, she was oh angry. My. She was <laughs> so <laughs> angry. Yeah. yeah. 
If you're a fan of romantic movies and love films with beautiful cinematography, then you have to go see Redeeming Love in theaters on January 21st, 2022. The film is based on Francine Rivers' international best-selling novel and recounts the life of a girl named Angel, the most sought-after girl in the dismal gold-mining town of Paradise in 19th century California. Angel meets Michael just as she's about to give up hope of ever finding freedom and they share a love unlike any she's ever known. But shame of her past causes Angel to run away from the very thing she's always wanted. As Michael sets out to find her, Angel discovers that there's nothing that love can't cure. Redeeming Love featuring Abigail Cohen, Nina Dobrev, Eric Dane, and Famku Johnson is rated PG-13 and premieres January 21st in theaters nationwide. So bring a friend or even your significant other to see Redeeming Love. For more information or to find tickets to a theater near you, visit redeeminglovemovie.com. That's redeeminglovemovie.com. I think that's why you kind of threw a dig at her. It's like, you are unlike anybody I've ever met mm-hmm. in my life. I think that was definitely um, an, an meant to be an insult. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, the, and then the whole, her explaining the car accident as well. And the story shifts again in that one. It's like. Uh, What's we, weird about that is like, where's the police report? She says right. there's no police report, but they called 911. Mm-hmm. I don't. I feel like there would be documentation. You could get a recording of the 911. I mean, I'm a Google lawyer, Google detective, so I don't know how you go about doing that. But I feel like there would be a way to access the phone call. So it just, that part doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Um, The snow in Pasadena, that was, I think, the one question she refused to answer. Of all questions. Of all questions. I mean, I guess we can go back and like see what the weather report was for that day too. (laughs) There was hail. We had followers who sent it to us. They're like, Like, oh, we had yeah, like we just had hail, and it wasn't enough that it would make you, you know, flip your car yeah. seven times. But apparently, he lives further north. The only thing I could think of is she didn't want to say the exact area for her yeah. son's safety, mm-hmm. being that he is in law enforcement. But she could have just said that. That would have been a much better answer. I don't want to give anything off, like to tip anybody off where he actually lives. So I just want to leave it at he lives north. I don't. It, it's just weird what she picks and chooses to answer because it really doesn't make sense. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that she talks or Tom calls five times a day and that she's only started talking to him now that he's incompetent, I guess, as well, which was interesting. Yeah. Like her lawyers, I would bet they would say don't talk to him because right. you're only adding or like, I don't know. I just, I'm not, again, I'm a Google lawyer, but I would think you wouldn't want your client talking to someone who's being accused incompetency or not. I just feel like that wouldn't help your case. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys think she's a bully? I know that came up last night a few times. I think so. I mean, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think multiple times in the reunion. Anytime the women they she, they try to speak up, she um, barks at people and kind of goes after them. So she does give have bully type behavior I mean I will say I don't think we saw her necessarily go on like social media attacks Mm -hmm. I could be wrong but I don't feel like she's does it in that sense but she is kind of a bully yeah yeah and I think too you look at previous seasons there's you know examples of her yelling at Eileen who actually in that moment they were friends she's Mm -hmm. yelled at Teddy I think she does show that there's examples where she has a short fuse and that she can really lash out at people and bully them to silence. I think that's mm-hmm. the point. She wants to get people so afraid of her that they won't yeah. talk. And that mm-hmm. to me feels like a bullying tactic. Mm-hmm. 
and it seemed like it worked because a lot of the ladies just <laughs> kind of stayed silent. Uh, well, don't you know, call it seems her a like, liar. right. Yeah. Don't call, don't call her a liar ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is kind of nice that this season is behind us. I know that they're filming already, so I'm sure we're going to get a lot more drama um, for next season of the show. So it seems like all the ladies are back. So it's going to be a good one. I would imagine. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into last night's uh, Salt Lake City. I always want to call it Sex in the City. Salt Lake City. <laughs> um, so it's nothing compared to, you know, Beverly Hills this season yet. Yeah. We haven't gotten the Jen Shaw arrest, but I think that's coming next week, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Ready for it. Um, so what do you guys think about Mary comparing losing her relationship with her mother to Lisa calling her out for wanting to Google something that she said? Oh, Mary. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Mary is lives in an alternative universe. Mm-hmm. I always went on our podcast. I feel like she's like an alien version. I don't know. <laughs> Housewives, like she just is in another sphere. And in her mind, when she rationalizes things, she like firmly believes what she mm-hmm. is saying. But yeah. to the outside, you're like, wait, this doesn't make sense. And a lot of the things she says doesn't make sense. No, that's why I love her though. And she openly like talks her thought process. It's like some people you can see they're thinking in their head. Mary's just talking as she's thinking at the same time. And it's kind of refreshing because most housewives are kind of calculated or they're trying to think like, what's the best thing to say in the moment. And she truly says whatever she thinks. I mean, I think part of, part of the reason why she's entertaining is just, she really it doesn't make sense and does feel like she's an alien. So the fact that she compared someone saying, I need to Google what you said, which what she said did seem kind of out there. Like, I think it was a fair statement to say like, I want to double check that. Um, Drawing that comparison to then losing a relationship with your mom. I didn't see the correlation, but I kind of love the journey she took us on. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) there's so much trauma there. I feel like, like, I don't want to get dark, but I feel like there's a lot of bad things that happened to Mary. Mm -hmm. Someone did point out, one of our followers said she got so upset with the Googling because since she is being accused, it feels like the season of being allegedly a cult leader Mm -hmm. that the Googling like is a trigger that she's a liar and anything she says, there's no truth to it. Yeah. No, yeah. she definitely has no filter. <laughs> um, what did we think of Lisa's uh, product party and then the Jen designer feud that kind of went down there? It's only oh, oh, Lisa as well. <laughs> I'm sick of Lisa's products. I'll, I'll say it. I'm sick of Lisa in general. I said it last week. I'm not a huge Lisa fan. I feel like she is put on, she just tries to stir the pot, but it's not genuine. I want genuine stirring the pot. And I don't want to hear about her son's products. No. I don't. Or her vodka. Yeah, she pushes that Vita all the time. The one reason why I love Lisa is because we share a passion for fountain soda. It's something I feel strongly about. It is the best. Yeah, it's the best version of a soda. A can, you just can't compete with a fountain soda. The cans are just not nearly as good. So I love that she's so like open about her fast food love and Mm -hmm. fountain sodas. Um, But I agree. Like she pushes these products really hard. I think too, I feel like maybe she got feedback from season one that she seemed very like rigid and Mm -hmm. cold. So we're seeing her cry a lot more and it feels just like a very different Lisa. I think she's going to fall into that second season pitfall where you're trying too hard to orchestrate and produce. And it it usually doesn't go over well with the audience because we've seen this enough to know when it's real and when it's not. Totally agree with you. Yeah, totally agree. 
I love it. I love Lisa. So <laughs> I'm a <laughs> popular or unpopular opinion. I think the different kind. I always think we need like a kind of a villain on housewives. And I love my number one thing that I love in a housewife is delusion. Mm-hmm. And in her <laughs> mind, she does nothing wrong and she's going to live by that and that conviction. And I'm here for it, for the yeah. drama that it brings. Totally. And I feel like Jen Shaw is exactly the same way. And, oh yeah, you know, and like we said, she, you know, it seems like based on the, the teasers that the arrest goes down next week, I am so ready for it. We've been waiting for what, eight weeks now. So um, I feel, feel like things are really going to get heated up um, on Salt Lake City. So I'm ready for it. Andy said in an interview, too, that not this week. So the arrest is this coming episode. Uh-huh. But then he said the next one is the best housewife episode he's ever seen. Oh, wow. Now take it with a grain of salt because uh, he always tells us it's going to be the best season of OC ever. And it's been on a continual decline. <laughs> but I think that's a really bold statement. And he said it on Watch What Happens Live. So I, I was like, well, maybe we are in for a ride because... Oh. Yeah. I feel like watching somebody get arrested on live TV is something we've typically um, don't see in housewives. No, definitely not. All right. Well, time for real talk. And we recently caught up with uh, New Jersey's Jackie Goldschneider, who shared why she wants Danielle Staub back in the game. I know why. Was there anything in the Jersey chapter that surprised you? They were like, oh, I don't know if that's too accurate. Um. Yeah, a lot of things. I just mm-hmm. thought... I, I'm trying to remember right now. I think everything that comes out of Danielle's mouth is always like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? So, you know, everything about it. But yeah, it's interesting to see the the thought process behind why certain people were hired yes. at certain times. You know, mm-hmm. everything I loved, you know, because you never get to hear like what other people are thinking. So Totally. I think you said in the book that you wouldn't mind filming with Danielle again, but explain why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I think that, you know, you need a little bit of crazy. Yeah. Crazy makes it like mm-hmm. fun, you know, but she, she goes a little overboard with the crazy, but I never had anything particularly horribly toxic happen with Danielle. I mean, I understand why Margaret, I mean, she put her hands on Margaret, yeah. she pulled her hair. If someone did that to me, I'd never want to be in their presence again. Mm-hmm. But for me personally, I, I think of Danielle as like a wounded bird, you yeah. know? So I don't, I don't hate Danielle, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have any problem filming with her, but you know, I just, I don't know that, that it's healthy for her to right. be on a reality show. Totally. Know? I mean, would you want to see Daniel Staub back on Jersey? Like, I'm good. I think she's, <laughs> she, you know, was on the show, left, came back. I feel like, um, I'm open to somebody having like a comeback or a redemption, you know, a shot at redemption. I don't think Danielle Staub is that person. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like when she comes on the show, she creates a kind of drama that isn't um, necessarily entertaining and it's mm-hmm. more uncomfortable to watch. And I just think she can get very mean and kind yeah. of even violent with people. So um, I think it's best that Danielle just um, sticks to, I think she's doing a cooking show that no one's probably watching, but she can just <laughs> kind of. Stay there. Uh, bring back Kim D. I want Kim D. Yes. I want the posh fashion show. I want yes. Melissa to actually go head to head with someone that isn't Teresa. Yeah. So I want that conflict. 
I'd love to see the Manzo sisters back. I'd love that. Yes. Yeah. Bring Caroline back. Bring Dina yeah. back. We want the OGs. We want the OGs back. Not Danielle. <laughs> Not Danielle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to our social spotlight of the week where we discuss which housewife caught our attention on social media. Mine wasn't a housewife, but it was Brad Goreski. I'm sure if a lot of housewives fans have been following him for quite some time, but he does these amazing uh, recreations of um, housewives reunions, housewives scenes. So he took it. This was his take on um, the season four. Or I'm sorry, on um, the Beverly Hills reunion. Take a look. Harry's been watching and he said to me, he goes, what happened to Garcelle? Oh, stop. He said, she looks so unhappy. Is she okay? Stop. I'm not kidding. Do I look unhappy? I don't see you look miserable, but I feel like you check out. I check out? Honey, I show up. So do I. I show up. I'm not saying <laughs> I don't show up. I show, show up. up. But why do you hold it with me? You don't hold it with Kyle. You don't hold it with Dorit. I don't know. Why do you hold it with me? I don't know. Maybe because you've known her the longest? Maybe. Maybe my expectations are higher. Uh-huh. Maybe my do, expectations are higher. Do you higher. think that there would be any way? Because I would love to move on because when you and I are good, we're great. So good. We're so funny. So good. I love you so much. I really do. I know it doesn't seem like <laughs> no, I do. It doesn't but I just love Brad Resky. I think he does such a great job with this and all the ladies love it as well. They're all commenting that, um, that he's hysterical and was spot on and he, he really commits when he goes, when he does this. I love it. Yeah, I love him. He's hysterical. Definitely. Mandy, how about you? All right. Mine goes to Megan King. Uh, for one, she added Owens to her last name on Instagram. So congrats to her. It's Instagram official that she's married to Joe Biden's nephew. Um, she posted this photo from Halloween with Cuff and their, and her three kids all dressed up. He was not. Um, I'm happy to see they're still together. So I think that they've now been married longer than they've been dating. They dated for three weeks and they've been married for about three and a half. So good for them. Happy good for them. them. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Funny story. I live in St. Louis where Megan also lives and um, I won't reveal where she is for privacy reasons, but I have friends that live nearby and they were out trick or treating with the kids oh, and stopped at some wow. of my friend's houses. So it wasn't, some people say she does everything for show, but they were really out there trick or treating like a normal family. Very good. Nice to yeah. hear. <laughs> um, Abby, how, how about you? Well, mine is also a, a Halloween moment, but it uh, goes to PK who really, I can't believe like the evolution of PK. I'm mm -hmm. loving him and he's just been cracking me up lately, but he posted a picture of he and Dorit going as Morticia and Gomez Adams. And his caption was, I'm going to tell my kids that we're Mauricio and Kyle. And it just cracked me up. And I love that little bit of shade and British humor that he puts out there. That's I love fun. that. That's a good one. Vanessa, how about you? Mine goes, I mean, we're going to end on a great high note with mm -hmm. Kathy Hilton and Garcelle. Kathy Hilton was recently on The Real with Garcelle and they just had a cute moment, a video moment about who is hunky-dory and Garcelle had some weird sunglasses on. Um, but I just, I mean, who doesn't love a Kathy moment? Everything is hunky-dory. I love you, Kathy. I love you. <laughs> yeah. We need more Kathy moments. I cannot wait to see her again next season. And do we think Kim, Kim I mean, there was all these rumors that maybe Kim might be back. So hopefully we can get all sisters um, back on Beverly Hills. I'd love to see them all together and happy. Yeah. Like, I don't want there to see any, like any fighting and conflict because right. I think we've seen enough of that with the Richard sisters. But God, if they could like all three of them be together and just have a great time on a girl's trip, I'm here for it. Totally here for it. Well, Vanessa, Abby, thank you both so much for joining us this week. We really, really appreciate it. If you want to remind everybody where they can go and listen to your podcast, that would be amazing. 
Oh, thank you so much for having us. You can listen to us, Real Moms of Bravo. Again, wherever you listen to your podcast is where you can find us. And we also have an Instagram page at Real Moms of Bravo where we keep you up to date aside from these ladies on all the latest Bravo news. Definitely. Well, thank you so much. And make sure to check back on Getting Real with the Housewives every Thursday on Us Weekly's YouTube channel and definitely check out our podcast as well. And for all of your Housewives news, head on over to usmagazine.com where we've got you covered. All right, we will see you next week where we recap Salt Lake City and Big Jen Shaw arrest. So there's definitely going to be a lot to talk about. Ladies, thank you so much. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Getting Real with the Housewives. But if you want more Housewives news, head on over to usmagazine.com where we've got you covered. 